Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue Podcast. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church, and we are so excited about season four. Have some familiar voices with us in season four. We also have some new voices, and today we get a little bit of both. I have Ben and Amanda with me. Hello. Yeah. Glad to be here. If you listened to our teaser episode, we talked a lot about our past lives and uh, how we're so experienced for this podcast. <laughs> totally tongue in cheek. But uh, Ben, Amanda, we can even start with you, Amanda. Like, would you like to just share a little bit about where you are, uh, where you came from, and and what you're what you're here for in the podcast? Yeah, so um, something that I didn't talk about in my intro was that um, I am currently leading the Cove Women's Ministry at Doxa Church. Um, I'm excited about that, and I really felt God calling me into women's ministry a couple years ago um, when I was attending a woman's Bible study at our church in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I've just been asking Him to show me where and how that would look. And when we moved here and started going to Doxa, the opportunity presented itself and I'm just really excited. It's fabulous. It. Yeah, that's great. I know my wife has already really enjoyed it. Yes. I love having her. Yeah. It's been so good. Yeah. It's been so good. What's going on with you, Ben? Oh man. A lot. A lot's always going on. I have two little boys that are, oh man. Yeah. They're always keeping us busy, keeping us repairing things. <laughs> yes. uh, it's always exciting. Um, but I am uh, currently... Um, I just, I help out with, I mean, anything that Doxa Church needs. Mm-hmm. I try to make myself available, but I am in charge of some of our life group stuff at mm-hmm. the church. So I really enjoy that kind of a life group coach, just worked, just got into that role. Um, I was previously a church planner in Colorado for about five years. And then last year, my wife and I moved down here to the South. Um, yeah. And yep, that's right. And kind of coming back to our roots in one sense. And uh, we've been Clemson plugged boy. in. That's right. Clemson I man. am a Clemson Who's man and a Clemson fan. Uh, you would be surprised, Amanda, <laughs> of how many people aren't yeah aren't Clemson fans. Um, <clears throat> but that's all right. That's all right. Uh, but Wait, yeah. Amanda, do you are you a football fan? No. Okay. Not a bit. So I was. I just wasn't ready for how many people are Clemson fans. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Other schools go to Clemson <laughs> just to watch them tailgate. <laughs> like that's the first event. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my ways in is is like a member of Spartanburg community was just like <laughs> talking about college football and how there I don't have go. a team and trying to decide. <laughs> yeah, it's a great inroad. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's it's great. I love being a Clemson fan. Especially recently. I mean, they're giving us hey. something to actually root for. <laughs> yeah. So that's a lot of fun. Cool. Well, hey, this season, in season four, we're going to be tackling some tough topics. Uh, Every week, we're going to hit a specific theme. So that's a little change from our previous seasons. And some of these topics will hit close to home, but this is Doxa Dialogue, and we don't want to shy away from real issues in real life. And we want to have a dialogue with you as well. So as you listen to this, as you hear things like... I just want you to know up front, one of the ways you can connect with us is through our Instagram page. And then you can also connect with us and give us your feedback through our website. So that's doxaupstate.church. And there's a specific page right there for our podcast. And we want to hear your thoughts. We want to have a relationship with you. Uh, It's just more fun that way. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. And today's topic is going to be on comparison. 
Comparison is something that is so abused and misunderstood in our current culture. And one of the things that we're continuing to do from our from our previous seasons is we're going to have postures where we kind of take a perspective from maybe something that we read about, maybe something that we've seen going on in popular culture. But we're looking at comparison today, and I want to hand it over to Amanda. Yeah. So um, when I was preparing for this week's topic, God really kept giving me these verses that spoke to what he says is our unique identity in Christ um, Mm -hmm. versus like, Psalm 139, 13 through 14, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, and Jeremiah Amen. 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And these verses just raise a lot of deep questions for me. I mean, like, mm-hmm. do I really believe it? You know, yeah, definitely fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, yeah. You know, do, do I, can I say I praise God for exactly how he created me? Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe somebody listening is one of those blessed few that can look at their life and be <laughs> like, yep, I believe it. That's me. I'm wonderfully made. I get it. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we all have things that yeah. we wish. But I love that you brought that verse up in this context because that almost immediately squashes the comparison game. Yeah. Because, uh-huh. you know, if we do believe that, mm-hmm. then we're just, we're trusting that we're putting this in God's hands. We're saying, all right, mm-hmm. I got to, I got to accept this. Yep. Um, you know, and I mean, just thinking about God's plan for our life. I mean, you know, he says he has a unique plan for us. And can we say we look at that plan as it is now or as it was before and just really be grateful for every step of that journey? I mean, mm-hmm. I know that for me, there are lots of steps in my journey that I am was not so grateful for. <laughs> <laughs> it never goes the way we planned. Yeah, exactly. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, another verse that he kind of spoke to me too was um, Psalm one sixteen five, and Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Um, and that's one he actually spoke to me a few years ago when I was really struggling with my life mm. feeling pleasant. Um, I had two young kids and a husband that worked full-time and went to school full-time. And honestly, it was just a really hard season for all Mm. of us. Um, And I just remember I would look at my friends um, whose husbands already had nice paying jobs and whose kids Mm. were sleeping through the night. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, just that right there, that comparison of my life compared to theirs. I was like, God, I'm not not happy with my portion of my cup right now. I, I don't don't think you really did this right. (laughs) So, um, I mean, I know it's easy for all of us to look around and see people with better bodies and better jobs and Mm -hmm. better spouses, maybe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a real thought that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. Grass is always greener, but yeah, for real. Yeah. Everybody. Well, I mean, on the way up to the podcast tonight, we were talking about, uh, hair. You know, Mm -hmm. and like David has lovely (laughs) flowing reddish brown hair. Wow. Thank you, Ben. And, you know, yeah, listeners can't see that, but I'm a little, a little short in the hair department, you know, and that's just a comparison. It's like, yeah, always there for me. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, and especially on social media, I mean, definitely, you know, you can walk away from there fearing, feeling thoroughly unsatisfied with uh, your daily cuisine. Uh, your travel life, 
I know yeah. people in our church just went to the Bahamas. Yeah. I'm a little envious of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth though? Like, I mean, I know my wife, I mean, she wouldn't mind me saying this very similar to what you were just talking about. And I think a lot of people in our church are in that same boat of where, you know, season of life is mm-hmm. it's tight financially. Yep. My kids are crazy. Yes. And Amen. I mean, it was rough today. Like I came in and I was like, wow, how did Julie survive like all day? <laughs> like I'm here for 20 minutes yeah. and I'm ready. I, I'm already done. Throwing in the towel. Um, yeah. And other people on social media, you never see that. Like yep. you just see the yeah. smiles and the Bahamas and, and yep. everything perfect half the time, you know? So exactly. it, it makes it tough. Um, you know, and I mean, scripture speaks over and over directly to our unique sense of purpose, our beloved identity, which is our yeah. sermon series title. Um, and yet we still struggle with feeling less than and with feeling like we're not enough. Mm. Um, and I think the phrase, I know the phrase comparison is the thief of joy mm. has been a mantra for me for as long as I can remember. Uh, it's such an important phrase for me that I even consider getting a tattoo of it at one point in time. Oh, yes. I actually settled on, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. Settled on that one. but That's a good one, too. Um, yeah. But I mean, I know I personally struggle with so much with comparing myself to those around me that I wanted something to constantly remind me mm-hmm. that that was not, that was just stealing my joy. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and I think we all have to remember that wanting and even potentially getting what someone else has, you know, it may make us happy for a time. But if we live our lives in the pursuit of Mm. the next best thing, you know, eventually it will steal our true joy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, John 10.10 says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Um, You know, and when we can really see the ugly side of comparison... Uh, for what it truly is, you know, the thief that can steal our happiness and kill our joy. Mm-hmm. I think we can fully understand that the desire for anything else but Jesus will just leave us empty and broken. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, God created each one of us with an exact purpose in mind from how we look to who we marry to how many kids we have. You know, not one detail is overlooked in his grand plan. And, you know, I really do believe that when we can rest in the truth that he has a specific purpose for us, just how he created us, we can finally stop comparing ourselves to those around us um, and find joy in living out the life that he has so wonderfully designed for us. Mm. Goodness. That is so good. Seriously, thank you for sharing that and kind of getting us started here as we try to wrap our minds Mm -hmm. around this idea of comparison. And, and yeah, that really— None of us are exempt from what you're talking about mm-hmm. here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, just to add on to that and it, mm-hmm. like what you're saying really flows great into what I wanted to, to kind of bring out. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between that unhealthy comparison that yeah. really is the thief of joy when we're looking at other people and our eyes are so focused on them mm-hmm. and we're not even really looking at the true picture. Um, but to compare that with a healthy sort of comparison too, because at the end of the day, um, there is a good side of comparison when yeah. when our eyes are on Jesus, like how you ended with that. Like mm-hmm. when your eyes are off Jesus and you're comparing yourself to everyone else, it can get really ugly really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but when 
you do look to Jesus Christ and you compare yourself to him, that's what pushes us, you know, to, to newer heights and to, to a closer relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really, I, I want us to understand too, this goes along with what you're saying, like we're going to compare, like it's kind of like just naturally yeah. our instinct is to compare. That's why we all deal with this. Um, so it goes down to the solution. Let's stop measuring ourselves up against other people and stop noticing all the discrepancies that do lead to misery because that's for sure going to be the thief of joy. There's always going to be somebody that's better than me at this. There's always going to be somebody that looks better. There's always going to be somebody that actually does have more money in their bank account yes. and <laughs> go on hard. down the list. It's yeah. Right. I, that, that concept has really got me lately is the idea that there's, there's always somebody, somebody better, like mm. no matter what it is, there's always somebody better. There's always somebody more wealthy. There's always some more talented, more handsome. And I mean, yeah. isn't that, you know, <clears throat> billionaire list changing all the time, top, you know, richest yeah. people in the world is just constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Down, you know, there's yeah. just always. And so it really, it kind of, where you're headed with this, like we can have an unhealthy or a healthy perspective mm-hmm. of that. And where do we land? Mm-hmm. Once we see this, this reality, now what? Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. I mean, you see in the Bible, uh, comparing and contrasting all the time, like Paul even said, you know, be an imitator of me as I am of Christ. That would be a healthy comparison. We're looking at somebody who's following Jesus and we're not like, oh man, I'm not like him. And oh shoot, I should be this way. I should be more like her. I should be more this way or that way. Like that's going to just wear you down and drag you down. But when it's, look at, look at Paul. Like he spends time in the word every morning. He, he prays, like he has this deeper relationship with God. And then we compare ourselves in a in that right perspective of like, hey, what can I do that they're doing to get on the right track here? Yeah. Um, so it kind of it, it kind of comes down to like, you're gonna be miserable if you're just looking at other people and looking at all the ways that they have things that you don't have. But if you're looking at people from the perspective of like, how can this push me uh, to get closer to Jesus? Then, then it's going in a much, much healthier direction. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, parenting is another, you know, another area that really comes to the forefront of yeah. my mind in this one. Yep. Uh, we know what it's like at, at home, like dealing with little kids who don't know how to listen or obey. And, and then you all, I mean, it's so easy to look at other kids who are well-behaved and you're like, how do those parents do <laughs> yes. it? Yeah. What am I doing? Or wrong? like before you have kids to see the kids screaming at the restaurant and being like, what, what is wrong with those parents? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will never let my I child do that. Yeah. We yeah. will never let my kid do that in public. Uh-huh. Yep. Now here I am with two boys. It's like, oh, sorry, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I can't always control it. Yep. Yep. And I mean, I think for, for, for high school students, for college students, I mean, you got grades, there's sports, there's like mm-hmm. so much comparison that you're dealing with. But that, it just never ends. Like you can have kids, you can have kids be out of the home and then you're comparing yourself with the other people who have a better retirement account. Like it's just, it's never going to end. And we just have to learn to shape it and to acknowledge that, yes, I'm going to have, I'm going to compare naturally, 
but I want to compare in a sense that I put Jesus in the front line rather than other people. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's really what I wanted to say about that. Like I think uh, a healthy imitation and a comparison is not cramming ourselves in another person's mold. It's about recognizing the Christ-like principles that that person has and then yes. apply those to your own life. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. And then who's the hero? It's not the other person. I don't feel like a failure. It's, oh, it's Jesus and I can get closer to him and I can be more like him. Christ in them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what do you really think, good. Ben? What, what That's really th- good. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a I have a handful of thoughts and I'll, I hope this doesn't come out too disorganized or <laughs> a, a shotgun um, here. But Ben, Ben, Ben disorganized, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. Yes. No. No. My no. wife is in your corner right now. <laughs> no. It's okay, babe. I love you. I, I didn't mean to do that, Ben. I'm sorry for <laughs> throwing you. Don't listen to this, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Um, no, I wanted to, <clears throat> I guess, talk more on the unhealthy side of comparison and and what's at stake when we when we allow ourselves to just unchecked fall into this world of comparison and let it take over. Mm. Um, And I think we've already, we've already said this, but it's, I think it's healthy to know, to note that comparison isn't necessarily bad, right? Like David was Mm. saying, it's what we do with the results of that comparison Mm. that can be, um, that can be dangerous or can be, you know, enriching, can lead us more into Christ and into, uh, it can grow us, honestly. <clears throat> um, you know, God did give us this innate ability to assess and to observe and to contrast. And I think um, even in this article that David and I were, were reading, brings mm-hmm. out this idea that like when Adam saw Eve, he noticed she's different. Yeah. <laughs> he immediately compared and contrasted. <laughs> yes. and it was a very good thing. It right, was a positive right. thing. comparison yeah. there. And uh it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was, it was literally God-ordained, like God's design. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I can compare your Instagram with mine, and I can either be pushed into depression because of what I see, or mm-hmm. you know, I can be grateful but that the life God gave you and the life he gave me, mm-hmm. and I can honestly be happy for you in those experiences and in, in the frame that God that God put around your life, or I can find a way to make it about me. So like, yeah. <clears throat> the comparison's not necessarily the bad thing. It's... Right. It's what we do. It's the result of the comparison, the conclusion that we come to. Mm. But I did want to say that I think unhealthy comparison, and I, I really, I after looking more and more into this and um, seeing this in scripture, I really am kind of passionate about this, um, where honestly, it's just, it's destroying the church. So I think unhealthy comparison, like fundamentally compromises the effectiveness of the church. Mm. Here's what I mean by that. One, it compromises our defense system. Um, the church's greatest defense is no secret. John 13, 35 says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Amen. So if you want the world to know that we're the real deal, yes, yeah. we love one another. Like mm-hmm. that's Bible right there. That's just straight that's from simple. scripture. It's not it's hidden. Yeah. It's not hidden. So that's like our greatest defense of our faith is someone mm-hmm. can look at me and look at the way I treat others, the way I love others or the way I'm unkind to others, mm-hmm. uh, believers or unbelievers. And they can be like, ah, oh, man, I just, uh, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't it seem like Jesus. Comparison one of the things that ruins that. <laughs> that love for each other. Yeah. Like that's the yes. thing that comes in there and just Absolutely. divides people. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's where I'm going with this. Like it, it just com- compromises that defense. So for one comparison, 
an unhealthy comparison. It's just, it's selfish in its nature. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at your Instagram feed. I'm looking at mine. I'm so lame. <laughs> right? Like, Why does my husband never do anything yeah, fun for exactly. me? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, wow, this person, it just like dove off of a cliff in the Alps, <laughs> strapped to someone else, videoing it the whole time while, I don't know, like, be like throwing money into the air. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's unhealthy comparison can really be selfish in nature. It creates factions. It can create like a partisanship. Uh, rather than teamwork and unity, uh, mm. I think unhealthy comparison breeds individualism. So mm. it's innately selfish, self-seeking, self-centered. And I think it nourishes pride. It, mm. it fuels self and it, I, I put it, it fuels self. It doesn't fuse soul, souls. Mm. So um, exactly what David was saying, like when we are not, when we're com constantly comparing ourselves to others in an unhealthy way, we are not, it's like antithetical to love. We are not loving them. Mm -hmm. We are not coming around them. We are not fostering a team. We're not. Mm -hmm. um, and so that puts our, our mission. This is so uh, I think the effectiveness of the church when we, when we are comparing it compromises our defense system and it compromises our mission. So first Timothy three fifteen says we are, uh, we're the church of the living God, mm -hmm. the pillar and the foundation of the truth. So yeah. we, as the church, one of our, one of the goals, one of the mission of the church is to display the gospel, mm -hmm. to defend it as a church. Like we do mm -hmm. it together. Mm -hmm. We are collectively upholding the, the good news of Jesus Christ. And the, the gospel says Jesus is our focus. He's the stable core that we have as a church together. So when we individually tear others down, whether it's, you know, in our thoughts or in our words, God forbid, though. Um, but we are chipping away at the gospel when we do that. Mm -hmm. And it's completely, once again, uh, antithetical to our mission as the church, to yeah. uphold the gospel together. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the church, this is what we do worldwide. Yeah, You are now entering the comparison game in a negative way. You are now enter you're going rogue, and you're, you're literally, you're, you're tearing that down. Mm -hmm. You're... Yeah. That's that's spot on, Ben. I mean, I never thought about it from that perspective of as the church, you know, we're not just individuals and we're definitely not cliques, mm -hmm. but comparison really lends itself to both of those. It's like, yeah. oh, nobody else is doing yeah. it my way and I, I'm gonna I gotta be my own my own person over here and just on my island, it's my way or the highway. Or it's like, oh well, she doesn't dress like me and he doesn't read the same books as me. Mm -hmm. And so like it's like us, us for no more kind of mentality, which is antithetical to the mission of the church. And you, we're not loving each other when we're doing yeah. that. And we're poorest testimony yeah. to the, to the lost. And, you know, if you think about serving in the church, you know, I know that I've looked at some people serving and think, well, I could never do what they're <laughs> doing, or I could never do it as good as they're doing it. So mm -hmm. I'm just not even going to try. And mm. then our mission is, you know, to, to help further the church while I'm just taking a back seat, you know, yeah. and, not, and not helping in that sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. How can we put the gospel on display when we're tearing other people down? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just those two things mm -hmm. don't don't happen simultaneously. How can we display the gospel honestly when I'm on display? Mm -hmm. When when I'm saying, "Look at me," and we're doing this comparison game because you you know I might come out on top of this, right. and it's really just more that selfish selfish nature, you know. Yeah. Um, especially in the South, I think we see this 
all over the place. And there's something about the South that Christianity. Careful. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, having lived in other parts of the country um, and now coming back to the South, something about it where Christianity is just kind of normal. Right. Mm. Everybody's just basically. Yeah. Christian. It's just like another of, elective right. to life. Yep. You know, sure. like we check that off our box yep. and we attend here and, you know, we do the thing. But mm. um, there's like this professional Christian culture that that really takes this to like a deeper level. So now it's like, man, did you go to Bible college? <laughs> did, did you study Greek? <laughs> did you go to seminary? Like who can out Greek the other person <laughs> or, or who can like do one more spiritual analogy that's a little better than the last person's spiritual analogy. And I just use Matt Chandler and I just use <laughs> Tim Keller. Oh, yeah. he's deep. <laughs> <laughs> and now I don't want to say anything in life group because the other person just sounded so good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just it really, it, it can be an unhealthy version of comparison. It can just be Christian elitism. Mm. Um, AKA pride. Yep. <laughs> uh, also the opposite of, of the gospel. And then I just have one last thought too, though, like <clears throat> um, about comparison and how it does compromise our defense system. And it compromises our mission as a church. Uh, it can be remedied though. Um, and it, I think it can be remedied by humility. And that's found in Philippians two verses, verse three. Um, and it says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. And I think mm. this is part of the remedy to this comparison game is humility, where humility elevates others. It's interested and it's concerned for other, others, and it recognizes where you belong. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't cripple our defense system, which when, when Paul wrote this, like, it was not a virtue. You know, mm -hmm. Socrates... Mm -hmm could have extended his life if he didn't say <laughs> on like in front of the the judges that um, he was the man like <laughs> yeah. you, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone he could have he could have lived longer if he was just humble um, but it actually it bolsters our defense I think it fortifies it uh, and it and enhances love it's it's not a compromise it only propels the mission forward so uh, healthy comparison that's free of pride. I think it can increase the effectiveness of our church and um, Amen. And God can use it. Yeah, and, you know, your wife actually shared something earlier in Slack that I just loved. Uh, you know, it says, her win does not mean you lose. Just clap for her. You aren't even in the same race. Mm. So good. And and I love it because I, I do. I think we can sometimes think, well, you know, they're winning and I'm losing, but it's 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 not. They're winning. God be the glory. And, you know, God's mm -hmm. got his plan for my life still. So, mm. yep. Be thankful God's doing great things through them, other exactly. churches, exactly. other people that we work with who are excelling at their job. Like, mm -hmm. that's great. Like, it's not a, it's not a race against these other people. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's so good. In closing, I just wanted to share one more verse, and this is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. And in the context of this passage, Paul is basically saying that a lot of times where comparison goes wrong is when it seeks the approval of others. I mean, yeah. we've talked about that, but he ends that whole passage in verse 17 by saying, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So- mm, That's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, approval of humans 
should not be our goal as Christians, right? I mean, if that happens, wonderful. But we should be seeking Christ, and that should be our number one concern. Uh, So instead of, you know, seeking this person's approval that is never even going to check your Instagram feed yeah. or, or measuring up to this person who doesn't even know who you are or, or yes. weigh, weighing yourself uh, down because you're worried about what that one person might think when, you know what, they're enjoying their Subway sandwich and they don't really care <laughs> what you think. I mean, who knows? But like, let's just get past all of the things that could be going on in, on in someone else's mind and focus our efforts on what we're called to do, which is to glorify God through the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Um, And I mean, it's really that simple. Like, let's not compare ourselves amongst ourselves. You know, just like people who love sports, we joked about the Clemson earlier, but like that is such a sports thing to compare every single last sports player with their stats. And, you know, okay, sure, that's, that's fine and dandy in the sports world, but to put that in your real life is just a headache and it was never meant for that. So love people like Ben was talking about. Don't let comparison be a thief of your joy and it will be a thief of your joy if it's, if it's about that person and how you look. Um, It goes back to let's make it about Jesus, which is, which is who we are. We're Christians. That's good stuff, brother. Yeah, man. Well, tell us what you think. Um, if you have some comparison stories, maybe there's, maybe there's something that you are struggling with and you can't get past this comparison problem in your life. Uh, we'd love to talk with you about it. Uh, feel free to share that. And we are looking forward to another podcast next week. We will have Anna with us and Jeremy, and we're going to be talking about addiction. So that will Mm. sure be a good one. But thank you, Amanda. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Yes, sir. This is good. Well, it, it's a, it really is a privilege to be here. And I'm excited, man, talking about addictions, talking yeah. about yeah, real life stuff that yeah. we need to weigh in on as Christians. No doubt. Thanks for listening to Doxa Dialogue. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>